Welcome to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is an honor and privilege, as always, that you have taken the time out of your life to walk with me on this journey that we call life. For those joining us for the very first time, I do not take that lightly. Let me just welcome you and let you know what this show is all about. This is the day is about discussing various topics that the church body did not talk about on a Sunday or at a Bible study or shut down from talking about altogether because of the sensitive nature of the subject. All of us, no matter what we think, feel or believe without judgment will not be made to feel like your feelings or opinion are not valid. And we can have a discussion freely here on This is the Day with Pastor Wade. Let's continue our conversation about relationships. I've been getting uh, great feedback. You guys have uh, given you feedback. You guys have been letting your friends and family know. Uh, it doesn't matter whether it be personal, romantic or business or spiritual. Everything, as we always talk about, begins and ends with relationship. Even the so-called, you know my favorite, so-called self-made millionaire, which there is none, by the way, because why? You need customers. You're going to need people. Some relationship has to be formed. No matter what field you're in, single or married, a relationship will have to be formed to get from where you are to where you want to be. We are all created to be in relationship or in connection with other people. If you ever want to know where you are in your life, start evaluating yourself, start grading the quality of your relationships. I've heard back from many of you, and a lot of you start been grading your relationships, been giving some, uh, some B's and some C's out there. But you know what? That's okay. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get into the principle six uh, for a successful relationship, let's review what we covered for those joining us for the very first time. Listen to this series over and over and over again, and I promise you, you will pick up new stuff uh, you may have forgot about or did not hear the first time. Even I, while having this conversation still with you, I learned something each and every time. So in episodes one through three, we discuss uh, five principles for successful relations, which are uh, the principle of agreement. Uh, we talked about connecting to the great. We talked about uh, being in covenant. We also talked about purpose. Uh, and then in our last episode, uh, we talked about principle five, which is exclusivity. And remember, we said uh, in episode five, exclusivity, we, we talked about uh, favoritism, the difference between favoritism and also exclusivity. We said favoritism is extending privileges based upon an individual's personality, status, or buying power. And, and we said exclusivity is extending favor, but it's dependent upon another's attitude or their pursuit or productivity in a relationship. And also is disposed to resist the admission of outsiders. Remember, everybody can't be uh, all, this is not an all-inclusive thing. You got to be exclusive with your relationship relationships because if you're trying to get from where you are to where you want to be, everybody can't go. Also, remember, we talked about the qualifications for relationships. We talked about uh, your friends must be committed to long-lasting relationships, long-term perspective. Remember, we also talked about your friends must have that empire within them, that kingdom mentality. We also talked about, remember, your friends have to be, should be sowers. Uh, they should be generous givers, a giving attitude. Remember, that's a two-part giving attitude. They got to be giving, and then they got to have a great attitude. Because what did we say? We said, your attitude will determine your altitude. So remember, in everything, your attitude will always determine how high you go. Also, we said uh, your friends must qualify to receive your seed. Remember, we talked about 
people receiving your seed good soil. Remember, we said, do not cast your pearl before swine. So don't be casting all your dreams before people. People will tramp over it. Make sure you're planting your time, your money, and talent. Remember, those are the three things you're going to always be planting in any relationship you have. Your time, your money, and your talent. Remember also, we said the future of your seed is really dependent on the quality of soil you planted in. Next thing we said about the qualifications of a relationship, your friends must prize integrity. You got to have people, you have to have, and then also the people around you need to have integrity. Remember, we're, we're here to make someone better, help someone build their character. Also, your friends must be willing to confront your enemies. Ah, that was a big one I heard from a lot of people talking about they're having issues with people being loyal, things like that. People talking about behind their back and then their friends and even family are not defending them. That is a big thing when you talk about loyalty. Remember, we said this in the last episode. This was big. Whatever you compromise to keep, you will eventually lose. So remember, whatever you compromise to keep, you'll eventually lose. So if you compromise your moral and your integrity to keep somebody around, to keep a business relationship going, you're going to eventually lose that because you compromised yourself. Also, remember we talked about the seven most dangerous people, danger in a relationship. Uh, what was those people? We talked about those that feed your offenses. Remember those? Remember that? We talked about uh, how uh, David uh, was chased by Saul, uh, the king, and then how his men were feeding into uh, because David was offended. He, has, he was justified in his offense. But remember also, David also came to his senses. It was like, wait a minute. Saul is God's anointed and I shouldn't be touching him. And so he felt bad about that. But he also recognized, look, I got to watch what people say around me, even though I'm offended. I can't have people around me that is feeding into that offense. Also, we said the next danger person is those that feed into your excess or your discontentment. Remember, we talked about that. What the next person we talked about was those that feed into your flaws. Man, always encouraging your flaws, always pointing it out, always putting a shining light on what you do wrong, what you're not. You got to watch out for those people. Also, we talk about uh, those who refuse to defend you in your absence. Remember that loyalty thing? Those are dangerous people. Uh, what about those? Uh, the next one we talked about those who trivialize uh, or make it seem uh, appear unimportant what your life's mission is. You know those people that something is big for you, uh, you're you know you're destined for, and as soon as you tell them, they try to trivialize, ah, oh, it's not big of a deal. They try to minimize where you're going. Got to watch out for those people. And also, we said those that uh, feed into your restlessness. Remember, we talked about uh, how Aaron got restless because the children of Israel, Moses was gone for a long period of time up on the mountain communing with God, and they said, we don't know what happened to this Moses. So what did they do? They said, hey, make us a God. Make us this little baby calf so we can worship him. So feeding into the restlessness because uh, it wasn't happening on their time. You got to watch out for those people. Also, we said of the last of the seven, those that feed into your uncertainties. Look, we talked about, we compared that to uh, Numbers uh, 13, 27 through 23 with the Caleb and the spies. We said how uh, Moses sent Caleb and the spies over to uh, the land of Canaan to, to spy out the land. Then Caleb came back with a great report and said, hey, uh, we don't know too much about them. We saw them, but hey, look, we can take it. But the other guys that were with him said, I don't know, they too big. They, uh, it doesn't look like we can do this. But Caleb is the only one that stood up and said, hey, no, we can do this. So you got to watch the people. When you're uncertain about anything, remember we said, if, Lord, if it's you, what Peter said to Jesus on the, on the water, even though he wasn't sure, he said, Lord, if it is you, he says, look, I'm uncertain right now about what's going on, but look, because you're out there walking, and if it's you, command me to come. Even through uncertainty, you can still have faith. That is not having doubt, even if you're uncertain about the possibilities. And next thing, we talked about uh, the three levels of relationship. Remember, we talked about the first level is that fun uh, but shallow stage uh, that takes you nowhere. Everybody loves that fun but shallow stage, the newness of it, everything. Or what about the second level? Is the commitment is required, but it has to be established, but it has not yet been established? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know those people that y'all always talking about commitment, but uh, it's yet to be confirmed or established. 
And then we talked about the, the final level, the, the level that we all want to get to in every single relationship is that long-term commitment is made, working toward a purpose, goals, and dreams. Remember, we talked about the greenhouse principle. We said every new relationship must be nurtured through the investment of time, thought, resources, and pursuit. So look, we talked about how food is best, uh, best served cooked not microwave. So it's going to take time. Remember, we said you're going to have to invest in any relationship, your time, your money, or your talent. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as, as always, you got to make sure we go take off in this plane together. So make sure your seat and your trade tables are in the upright position. We are about to go to another level in relationship. This principle six is going to take you to a whole nother level. Why? Because it's a tough one. But if you get the grasp, the concept of it and why, I'm telling you, it'll re redefine the nature of your relationship. So if you're with somebody and y'all listening together, look at them and say, you ready? And look back at the other person and say, I'm ready. Well, let's go. Ladies and gentlemen. Principle number six of a successful relationship is what we call transparency. Yes, transparency. That thing that, that being able to look through something open, honest, and transparent, which is what intimacy is. Transparency is pivotal. I, I cannot even put more emphasis on that word than I already have. Pivotal to any relationship. It'll, it'll trust me, it'll cause you if you're transparent in a relationship, even if another person is not, trust me, it will save you a whole lot of heartache. What is the principle of transparency? It's complete disclosure. And what do I mean by that? It is an indispensable characteristic of all meaningful relationships. Don't you want full disclosure in a relationship? Remember, I talked about in previous episodes. Look, when I counsel singles or couples and, and they talked about dating and things like that, I say, hey, look, why can't we on the first date? Because what I said, look, the meals is costing, depending on your pockets, look, they cost anywhere to 100, 150 each meal, depending on uh, what level you, you want to take that person to dinner or what they're accustomed to or what you're accustomed to. So look, if I'm going to pay for these meals, I'd rather have full disclosure. Let's have a real conversation about who we are. Let me know you, let me tell you how crazy I am. You tell me how crazy you are and let's see if we can deal with each other's crazy. Let's make full disclosure at the beginning or at least let's get that out of the way so we can determine and choose with all the information. But a lot of people, it doesn't matter whether old or, new or young, it doesn't matter. Transparency is a tough one. Why? Because of that fear of being judged. Ask yourself this question. Is there anything about yourself you hide from people? And basically that would be because of your insecurities or being judged. Is there anything about yourself you hide from people? Look, 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 you ain't got to tell me. You don't have to tell anybody else. You know uh, if you hide or not. Uh, we all have that self-preservation thing. We all have that defense mechanism of, look, there's some things about ourselves we may not reveal or hide out of either insecurities about it or being judged. The definition of transparency is to be clearly recognizable. Oh my goodness, Jesus, help us on this. Transparency is to be clearly recognizable for what he or she is and to be completely open and frank about things or full disclosure. Ladies and gentlemen, there's nothing like full disclosure. Nothing like it because being able to choose with all the information is the best gift that both parties, whether business, romantic, personal, is the best gift you guys can give each other. Why? Because you're able to move forward in knowledge. Knowledge is not power unless it's applied. Well, if we have the knowledge of each other, full disclosure, now we can apply what we know. Oh boy, somebody going, ooh, good God Almighty right now. We gotta live for the audience of heaven and not for the audience of men. See, God loves open, honest, and transparency. So we got to live like we're not trying to appease men, but like we're living like we're appeasing God. And that's what really, really what we're doing. God wants us to all have healthy relationships. Even God says, treat the, his measuring stick is, how can you love me whom you don't see and you don't love your neighbor 
whom you do see. The golden rule is treat your neighbor as you want to be treated. Let's talk about transparency. Begins with being honest with oneself. And let's go into, under this one, causes of self-deception. Ooh, my goodness. Oh, man, you know self-deception when we be lying to ourselves sometimes. Well, let, 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 let's get into uh, three, three causes of self-deception. The first cause of self-deception is, oh boy, over-inflated opinion about yourself. Woo, oh man, somebody just screamed right now. I, I, I know it, I feel it, I feel it in my spirit. Over-inflated opinion about yourself. Romans 12, 3 says, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one of us the measure of faith. Ladies and gentlemen, whether it's you or whether it's people around you, everybody has known somebody that has an overinflated opinion about themselves. And it's a very self-deceptive thing when you have an overinflated opinion about yourself. The next thing, what causes self-deception is underinflated opinion about yourself. Low self-esteem. Exodus 4, 10 through 12 says, And Moses said unto the Lord, here's Moses talking to God, having an uninflated opinion about himself, having low self-esteem. He said, O Lord, I am not eloquent, therefore, nor since thou hast spoken thy servant, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's tongue? Or who hath made man's mouth? Or who maketh the dumb or the deaf or the seeing or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shalt say. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Moses, one of the all-time great leaders of all times. He was a stutterer. So he couldn't, he didn't have the words. He didn't speak eloquently. So what happens is he's telling the Lord, the Lord is sending him somewhere. He's giving the Lord excuses why he can't do it because he doesn't talk so well or eloquent. God is saying, am I not the one who made you? Here is Moses having a low, underinflated opinion about himself. Here's what the Lord says to him in Exodus 7.1. So the Lord says to Moses, See, I have made you as God to Pharaoh and Aaron. Your brother shall be your prophet. Ladies and gentlemen, look, look at this right here. When you talk about people that are a uh, cause of self-deception, we said the first one was being overinflated about yourself, have, thinking too highly of yourself. Now somebody that has low self-esteem, underinflated opinion about themselves. Then Moses giving uh, God excuses. Then God comes back and says, look, I believe in you so much that even though you don't speak well, fine, but I'm going to make you not only a God to Aaron, a God to Pharaoh, but he says Aaron will be your prophet. Aaron would be your mouthpiece. So he made Moses a God even to Aaron. That's why you have to watch out your underinflated opinion about yourself, having low self-esteem. You better know, always know who you are in God when you're dealing with any relationship that you get in with man. Because trust me, some people are going to feed into what you do well. Some are going to feed into, like we talked about, your flaws. Some of those dangerous people feel it, feed into your flaws. Watch that. Also, the last one, uh, that self-deceptive thing is also ignorance. Oh my goodness. Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being priests for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. 2 Corinthians 2 and 11 says, lest Satan should take an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Ladies and gentlemen, the enemy can take advantage of you through ignorance. I know some people says ignorance is bliss, but no, what happens is my people perish for lack of knowledge. You can't be ignorant to the fact of uh, who people are, uh, what they do, uh, uh, their behaviors. You can't be ignorant to that fact. You got to go into every single relationship with your eyes open. But you got to understand, look, there's people that are overinflated about who they are. There are people that have low self-esteem by their own. And there's some people that are just plain ignorant. 
but also the enemy can use ignorance as one of his devices. So you got to be careful about that. Next thing, always remember, I can never change what I am unwilling to face. My goodness. I can never change what I am unwilling to face. Change the inside before you change the outside. Have you ever heard of this? If you defeat the enemy on the inside, the one on the outside would disappear. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're unwilling to face your insecurities on the inside or whatever you need to clean up on the inside, the enemy that's on the outside will stay exactly where they are. A lot of, understand this, a lot of reason, I know this is going to hurt somebody's feelings, a, a reason why a lot of people have difficulty in relationships is because they're not willing to confront who they are first. It all starts with you. It all starts on the inside, not the outside. Have you ever seen somebody, whether a guy be uh, handsome, whether a woman be beautiful, attractive, and on the outside, appearance looks great, but there is something about the inside that makes their outside ugly? Yes, because they haven't made their inside as beautiful as their outside. If you want that enemy, sometimes we look in the mirror, we don't like what we see. That's because we have to change what's on the inside. But if you're unwilling to face it, what is on the inside of you, I'm telling you, it's going to be a tough time and that enemy will stay exactly right there. You got to be transparent and honest with yourself first before you can really open up to anybody else. Oh my goodness. You have to change your heart. Before you change your actions, Proverbs 4.23 says, keep your heart with all diligence. That means constant and earnest effort. Remember this, for out of it spring the issues of life. Or Luke 6.45 says, a good man out of good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why we have to change the inside because all the issues that we have, whatever issues you may have, whatever issues you may have with somebody else is in your heart. It does not come from your mind. Your mind is, uh, uh, when it comes out of your mouth, that means an expressed thought is coming out of your mouth. But where is it all coming from? It's all coming from your heart where the issues lie. That's why we gotta make sure we watch what we say because that heart is holding all of those issues. That's why we gotta watch our mouth. That's why you gotta watch the enemy on the inside. That's why God judges the intent of the heart. That heart is, oh my goodness, that heart hides so many things. Even God says the heart is desperately, desperately wicked. No matter how saved you think you are, the heart is desperately wicked. We harbor so many things in our heart, not in our mind, in our heart. Do you know your heart has a mind? I know your mind, you have a mind mind, but you know your heart has a mind. And I'll, I'll give you an example. You know, and I and I hate to use this as a crude example, but the if a woman has been in an abusive relationship, especially physical, uh, you'll hear a lot of times she'll say something like, but he loved me though. Well, well, what happens is her mind is telling her, uh, well, this is not good for me, but her heart is going, but I love him though. Her heart is overruling what her mind is saying. That thing, that heart, Oh my goodness, is very strong and powerful. That's why we have to watch it because all the issues come from there. Here's some people's thinking sometime. Here's a, another example about why we got to change the enemy on the inside so the one on the outside will go away. Here's one. People don't lie. They just don't disclose. Oh my goodness. Or here's another one. People don't lie. They just don't tell all the truth. Whew. Or people don't lie. They just not letting you know what you need to know. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. Those are all lies. Whether it be, oh, I'm not lying. I just, uh, it was an error. Or I'm not lying. It was an omission. Whatever it is, if you know there's the truth. Why do we say in court, do you, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, can I tell you something? The truth is the truth. Why is it, is it necessary for us to say the truth? the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Why? Because we know some people say, hey, I just won't fully disclose. Other people say, hey, I didn't lie. I just didn't tell you all the truth. Or other people say, hey, I'm just not letting you know what you need to know. 
what kind of mess is that? Do you see how how we got issues here? Not, and I'm not saying you. We all have issues like this, but we have to be able to deal with it. If you want to have successful relationships, you must start with you first. Then what happens is then you're able to be transparent because you have no hidden agendas. You're able to be open and honest and transparent. Then if somebody else is not willing to do that, guess what? You will save yourself a lot of heartache down the road. My goodness, I hope I'm helping somebody with that one. What are your thoughts? Uh, wish somebody would answer this question for me. I can't wait to hear this one. What are your thoughts? Is there anything about yourself you hide from people that is critical to really getting to know you because of your either insecurities or judgments, or do people hide from you in fear of being judged by you? Really give thought to this question. This will help you redefine how you view relationship with others. You can answer this question or give your thoughts in my comment section on This Is A Day Facebook page or post your answers on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. And make sure you put hashtag This Is The Day. My goodness, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to go into five cornerstones here of transparency. These are five cornerstones. I'm telling you, these cornerstones are going to help you. These being, uh, we're talking about complete disclosure here. These are going to help you. These are very big right here. So I'm telling you, listen to this over and over again. You can even study this out for yourself because I'm going to give you some scriptures uh, as well. But I'm telling you, if you concentrate on these five things, with this principle of being of complete disclosure of transparency i'm telling you this will take all of your relationships to another level y'all ready to go i know somebody said they're ready the first one to the five cornerstones of transparency is straightforwardness my goodness i'm doing a praise dance if y'all could see me right now straight forwardness have you ever wished somebody have you ever told somebody or heard somebody say or even in a movie why did you tell me that from the very beginning? Or if you would have told me that, then we could have moved on from there. But now you told me too late because they're willing, wasn't, they weren't really ready to be straightforward. Straightforwardness is critical in transparency or complete disclosure. Galatians 2, 11 through 14. Now when Peter had to come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed. For before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who were of the circumcision. And the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him, so that even Barnabas was carried away with their hypocrisy. But when I saw them, here Paul said, but when I saw them, that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter before them all, if you being a Jew live in the manner of the Gentiles and not as the Jews, why do you compel Gentiles to live as Jews? Here is Paul confronting Peter. See, Peter, when you talk about in the Bible and in the gospel, Peter was, was sent out to go amongst the Jews to tell the Jews about uh, who Jesus was. Paul, when Jesus encountered, he had his encounter with Jesus, was sent out to the Gentiles. But here Paul is talking about Peter is fronting. He's not showing people who he really is because when he with the Gentiles hanging out with them, ah, uh, he one way. But then when the Jews come around, he, he acting a certain way. Paul goes, oh, no, we're not, we not doing this. This is what you need to call out or see in all of your relationship. Being straightforward, whether it be you or whether it be the other party. Straightforwardness is critical. Remember, I gave you my dating analogy. Why we go get three to four dates in? Or if we're going to do business, why are we got to wait six months down the road? We didn't sign contracts and whatever to find out that we neither one of us were being straightforward from the very beginning. Putting on the table exactly what you want. Setting the non-negotiables up at the very beginning of the relationship. Why not be straightforward at the very beginning? You will save yourself a lot of heartache if you do that. Oh, my goodness. The company you allow in your life. Listen to me now. Watch this. The company you allow in your life will determine the belief system you hold. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. That hit me right there. The company you allow in your life will determine the belief system you hold. Yes. 
I know who you are, or I can tell who you are, or your friends or family can tell who you are by the company you keep, by the value you hold, the people that surround you. So remember, the company you allow in your life will determine the belief system you hold. We know what you believe by the people you have around you. Remember what hypocrisy is. Hypocrisy gives us the picture of someone who speaks from behind a mask. My goodness. It gives us a picture of someone who speaks from behind a mask. So imagine somebody talking about this is who I am, but you can tell that they're still hiding something. They're being a hypocrite. That's what Peter was being. He was being a hypocrite. Paul Paul was like, look, if you're going to do it, just do it. Don't don't act one way. And then when the, when the other the Jews come around, you act another way. Don't be like that. Straightforwardness is the first cornerstone. Second thing is intimacy. Oh, my goodness. In to me, you see. Intimacy is spelled I-N-T-I-M-A-C-Y. So in to me, you see. Remember, we talked about 1 Samuel 18, 1 through 4. We talked about uh, David and Jonathan. We talked about how their souls were knit together because of the intimacy they had. Intimacy is not sex. Let's get that straight. Intimacy is not sex. Intimacy is being open, honest, and transparent. That means we can sit and have an intimate conversation, whether male or female. Look, there are some brothers that I have intimate conversations with. Like, they tell me what's on their mind. We're talking about heart stuff. That We're having an intimate conversation. Look, women do it all the time with each other. Also, when you're in a, a relationship, whether it be boyfriend and girlfriend, husband and wife, whatever, you should always be having intimate conversation, being open and honest and transparent. Remember this, never allow the invitation to intimacy be polluted by immorality, hypocrisy, or contempt. My goodness, let me help somebody. Let me free you up right here. Never allow the invitation to intimacy. So when intimacy is present, don't let it be polluted by immorality that may be going on. Or some of them issues that may be in your heart. You, you got hurt before. Uh, uh, somebody misused your feeling. Don't let that jadedness or being a hypocrite, talking about you one way, but really holding ought in your heart. Look, when that invitation to intimacy is there, don't let immorality pollute it. Don't let hypocrisy pollute it. Don't let contempt pollute it. Oh my goodness, I hope this is helping somebody. Next thing of the five cornerstones, number three of transparency is vulnerability. My goodness, we're going to park right here. Being vulnerable, that is a tough one, ladies and gentlemen, because nobody really wants to be vulnerable. Why? Because vulnerability means openness. Vulnerability, it says, I'm opening myself up and know it is a possibility that I could be hurt. Understand this, unless we tear down the walls of self-protection, we will never experience the full joy of being protected. Oh my goodness. Let me say that again. Let me help somebody. For vulnerability, unless we tear down the walls of self-protection, you know that self-protection layer that we have that we don't let people in right away? It's that self-protection mechanism that we have? Well, I'm not telling you not to have it. I'm not telling you don't be cautious. But understand this, the longer you hold on to it, the longer you uh, prolong where you can get really real in the whatever relationship you're trying to have. So unless we tear down those walls of self-protection, we will never experience the full joy of being protected. See, when you're in a relationship that is healthy, there is protection in that relationship. Why? Because both parties agree. They think the same. They agree what the values are in relationship. They agree what the non-negotiables are in the relationship. They are walking in agreement. Remember, <laughs> what was the number one principle? Agreement. Matthew 5, 41 through 44 says, And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks you, and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use and persecute you. My goodness, somebody said, whatever way, Pastor Wade, you're tripping. I didn't say it. Don't get mad at me 
I didn't write it. Matthew wrote this book. And this is Jesus talking. I know. I get it. I understand. Nobody wakes up and says, hey, look, I want to be hurt today. I get it. But do you know, if we're not vulnerable and open ourselves up to it, we're not even maximizing who God really made us to be. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I wish I could tell you that hurt doesn't come with opening yourself up, being vulnerable. I wish I could tell you that. I wish I could tell you you're going to have relationships to where you're not going to be hurt. I wish I could tell you that. But that wouldn't be the truth. The truth of the matter is we have to be open and honest and transparent, not for the other person, but also for ourselves. We can't be lying to ourselves. Sometimes we're not vulnerable to our own feeling. This is what I love about what's happening right now with isolation and quarantine when you talk about what's going on with the coronavirus. It's allowing people, whether you're single or whether you're boyfriend, girlfriend, whether you're married, it's it's allowing people to examine themselves. It's allowing people to examine all of their relationships, how they deal with relationships, how uh, the people that uh, they're in relationship with, how they deal with them. You're looking, you're able to examine a whole lot of things. And some people right now are not are discovering some things they don't like, not only about themselves, but also the relationships that they keep. But you know what? You got to be, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to that you are used. And what I say used is, because remember we talked about serving in a relationship. Look, it's okay to be used, but not okay to be misused. You want your talents and gifts, your time, money, and talent to be used. Because look, all your gifts, your time, and your talent is not, and your money is not just for you. It's to bless other people. Now, what we don't want to do is have people in our lives that misuse that. Now, I'm not saying don't have your eyes open to those that misuse you. You definitely want to cut those relationships. But what I am saying, we're all setting ourselves up when you're talking about time, money, and talent to be used in some way, shape, or form. And it's okay to be vulnerable. Because remember, we said unless we tear down the walls of self-protection, we will never experience the full joy of being protected. Oh my goodness. Number four, truth and honesty. Oh my God. You never present yourself externally what you are not internally. My goodness, somebody better hashtag, put that in your Instagram stories. You need to put that on your bulletin boards, uh, uh, sticky notes. You You never present yourself externally what you are not internally. Remember, honesty is behavior in action and words that aim to convey the truth. That sounds like a lot like integrity. Remember what your actions are and what you think line up? Ephesians 4.15 says, But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things unto him who is the head, Christ. Also, therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Proverbs 27.5 says, Open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. My goodness, ladies and gentlemen. I would rather somebody tell me the truth and say, hey, wait, let's just say uh, there, there's a couple of friends uh, that uh, we hang out with uh, as far as couples. And two of them, they're all great women, but two of them, they have this thing like I admire them for their truth and honesty. Like I can go to either one of them <clears throat> and say, hey, look, what did you think about this sermon? Or what did you think about this class? Or what did you think? And they're going to give me the truth in love, whether even if it's going to hurt my feelings. But the way they're saying, I know that they love me. And they look, they tell you the truth with no chaser. And I love that about them, but they're showing, they're showing their love that they have for me. They're like, look, you, you are boy. We're not letting you go out there thinking that you're overinflated about yourself, thinking you're better than you are. We're going to tell you exactly what it is, what you can improve on. And I love that. You should love that too. Open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. Look, you want those people around you that are truthful and honest. You want to be truthful and honest with other people. Why would you have people around you 
that have an overinflated opinion about themselves. Why would you have people around you that have underinflated opinions about themselves? And, and, and you not helping build their uh, self-esteem up. We got some work to do with each other. Remember, we're supposed to be in each other's life. Either somebody is making you bitter or somebody is making you better. I choose to have people around my household, around my inner circle, around my life, like my boys, my dogs, my, I mean, you're talking about my buddies that we on Marco Polo, like every day, we're making sure each other's okay. But if I ask them a question like, dog, what y'all think? Well, uh, am I on the right track? Is this right? Is this going good? They'll look at me and they'll tell me that, yo, yo that's on the money. Or they'll be like, nah, dude, that stinks. <laughs> But that's okay, But because they're telling me in love, they want the best for me, just like I want the best for them. Truth and honesty and relationships are major, especially in the principle of transparency. I told you, I told you from the start, this was going to be a tough one. It's a fun one. It's a one that a lot of people resist. But look, if you get the transparency down, I'm telling you, your relationships, all of them, will go to a whole nother level. Because guess what? You're not worried about if you're gonna really get hurt or not. And I'm gonna tell you why here in a minute. All right, we're gonna go to number five. Absolute integrity. My goodness. Wait a minute, let me, let me, let's, let's review this real quick before we get to absolute integrity. So we said five cornerstones of transparency. We said straightforwardness. We said number two was intimacy. We said three was vulnerability. We said four was truth and honesty. And here it comes absolute integrity not kind of integrity not sort of integrity absolute integrity genesis 39 6 through 12 says thus he left all that he had in joseph's hand my goodness i love this story and he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate talking about the master now joseph was handsome in form and appearance and it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph and she said lie with me but he refused and said to his master's wife look my master does not know what is with me in the house and he has committed all that he has to my hand there is no one greater in his house than I nor has he kept back anything from me but you because you are his wife how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God so it was as she spoke to Joseph day by day, where my boy down, that he did not heed her, heed to her, or lie with her, or be with her. But it happened about this time when Joseph went into the house to do his work, and none of the men of the house was inside, that she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and ran outside. My goodness, ladies and gentlemen. Here, this is why absolute integrity is pivotal. This is where why God will elevate you to a whole nother level if you just have absolute integrity. Here is Joseph. My man went through some, some trials and some tests just so one day he can wake up and be prime minister of a nation. So he can be second in command and he can be governor of a nation. Here is uh, uh, Joseph. He's basically... Uh, in his master's house. So he was sold, he was bought, but he also had favor on his life. And here, uh, the master entrusted Joseph with everything. And as you can see, when I read, it said he was handsome in appearance and everything. So also, I assume he spoke well as well. So this is a guy that has a head on his shoulder and also has the look to go with it. Here, the master's wife has looked on Joseph and said, oh, he fine. I got to have some of that. But Joseph kept his integrity. And through all of her advances, he still maintained his integrity. Even when she got him in the house, all, all hemmed up in the corner by himself. My man jetted out of there so fast that he left his coat. And then if you read on to the story, she eventually lied and said he did something with her, which he didn't. But here's the thing. Can somebody really trust you around their home? their inner circle like that? Do you have people around you that have integrity like that? Oh my goodness. Are you someone that has integrity like that? Can, 
Can you be trusted with somebody's uh, personal thoughts or things that they have done or making sure to make them better or bitter? Are you a person like that? Are you valuable like that in a relationship? Do you have people that are valuable like that in a relationship? Absolute integrity is major. Oh my goodness. Proverbs 10.9 says, he who walks with integrity walks securely, but he who perverts his ways will become known. Proverbs 11.3 says, the integrity of the upright will guide them, but the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. My goodness, ladies and gentlemen. He who walks with integrity walks securely. Trust me, when you are a man or a woman of integrity, you can securely walk through your life. Even if somebody's trying to get over you, as long as you keep your integrity, we, we're not going to worry about their integrity. If you keep your integrity, your integrity will allow you to see them for who they really are. And then here's my other one. But he who perverts his ways will become known. So look, whatever that means whatever is hidden in darkness go come to light anyway. So we got to make sure that if, as long as you keep your integrity, remember I said anything to become a uh, a habit takes 60 to 90 days. It's actually 66. So what happens in that is, that's why I say uh, in relationship, hey, 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 whether you're male or female, don't worry about, uh, uh, that's why you shouldn't really do anything, even though you should wait till you're married. But everybody doesn't believe that. But even if you try to be intimate or have sex with somebody, pre-marital pre sex, at least you should wait a minimum of 90 days to 120 days. And why do I say that? I'm not telling you you should do it. I'm telling you should wait for marriage. But this, if you're not going to do it, this is why. Because if it takes 66 days or, or psychologically what it says, or 90 days or something to become a habit, what happened is a person can only put up a front for so long. They want to get back to who they originally are. So what happens is, let's take it for granted that for the first 90 days, we fake it, or a lot of people fake who they are in relationship. Wait to the mark about 120 days to that, that, that next six months after that to see what you're really dealing with. Because didn't we say all the issues are in the heart? Well, look, a lot of people try to hide those issues. They try to make those issues, they try to hide and put them in their heart. But what happens is, if it out of the heart, are the issues of life and out of the mouth the abundance of the heart speaks it's only a matter of time before whatever is in their heart whoever they really are wants to come out or get out so that's why if you keep your integrity keep a watchful eye you will eventually see exactly what you are dealing with but it's, it's only a matter of time it's not if it's going to happen it's only when when is the only question but you got to keep your integrity. And it's okay that if you're transparent, because guess what? They're, the person that's trying to get over you and you're trying to be transparent, you're trying to keep your integrity, you're, you're trying to be the one that's being truthful and honest, you're trying to be the one that's vulnerable or to be or keep your intimacy or being straightforward. What happened is the other person is trying to figure you out. They're trying to figure out what's your angle, but you have no angle because you're straightforward. You're trying to keep your integrity. You're trying to be honest. You're trying to be vulnerable. So what happens is they're sitting over here playing games and you're not. They're the ones that's gonna get tired. You're just waiting for them to give up playing their game. Oh my goodness. And this is the biggest quote you'll ever hear as we close this show. And look, put this on your Facebook, uh, uh, your Facebook page or your Facebook stories, your Instagram stories right here. You're going to love this one. Transparency, fear, proofs a relationship. Oh, my goodness. Transparency, fear proofs a relationship. Let me say that again. Transparency, fear proofs a relationship. Listen to me. If you ever want to stop having fear in a relationship, be transparent. Do those five things that I just told you, the cornerstone of transparency. And ladies and gentlemen, as sure as I'm standing here talking with you right now, that complete disclosure, if you remain open, honest, and transparent, you will fear-proof every single relationship that you have, whether business, personal, or romantic, I promise you that. 
but you got to practice. You got to institute these things. And guess what? It's okay if people try to get over you. Guess what? You're going to be able to see them anyway. And guess what? Love has boundaries. Transparency. Fear proofs a relationship. And what do we say transparency is? Complete disclosure. What are your thoughts? I know we said a mouthful, ladies and gentlemen. But listen to this. Are you willing to be transparent to have the best personal, romantic, or business relationships possible? Really, 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 really give thought to this question. This can be a redefining question that can change the landscape or every of every single relationship you have. You can answer this question or give your thoughts in my comment section on This Is The Day Facebook page or, or post your answers on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. Wade is spelled W-A-I-D and make sure you put hashtag This Is The Day. Ladies and gentlemen, I pray you enjoyed our time together as much as I did. Thank you for tuning in to episode four, 10 principles for having a successful relationship. As per your request, we will extend the series past these four shows. I thank you for all the support and responses. New episodes will release every Thursday on iTunes and Spotify. Please remember to subscribe and don't just listen to these episodes just once. Get them ingrained in your spirit. Remember, faith come by hearing. Also, remember I said anything to become a habit psychologically takes 60 to 90 days and 66 days to be exact. A special thanks. To my man, Kevin Clayton at IM Music Group for producing this show. Erica Duff for the artwork and the Flow Therapy Morning Show with Coco B and Frank Nitty on the Uncommon Gospel Network. Alex Teamer, a.k.a. AT. And Pastor Warren Campbell, my pastor. And Lena Bird Miles for This Is The Day intro. Remember to subscribe to This Is The Day on whatever podcast platform you use. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. Remember to post any subject titles you'd like to discuss on This Is Day Facebook page or feedback on your Instagram stories of what you thought of the conversation. Always remember, God believes in you and so do I. Till next time, this is the day. This is always the day for breakthrough, victory, redemption. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to This Is The Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles you would like discussed. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W-A-I-D, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.